Like there's no right way to do it. Oh, we're going to get into it. Como estas mamacitas? I'm here with my two best friends, Shannon and Whitney, and this is the Mom Group Chat Podcast. Hola. Como estas? We're coming off a, a strong gig, gig fest. Yeah, giggly oh, fest. Man. Oh, man. Oh, my God. That was intense. I it, thought I was never going to get out of there. It <laughs> Truly. You said it best when you said, I feel like I'm in high school. You know, when you're yes. in class and you can't. You can't stop laughing. Yeah. Which, Everything's a trigger. Yeah. Which brings me to think about my, um, or really our experience at our 10-year high school reunion in church. Oh, my God. Oh, Do you remember there's that? Nothing yes. Worse. We were so hungover. <laughs> From what in yeah. high school? No, no this was our oh, ten year class oh, reunion. God. Okay, I totally missed. Although that, there said. was a hungover mass in high school, I don't remember that. I'm sure there was another but I was like, wow. story. Yeah, but- that's a, that's a story for another time. But um, <laughs> there was a situation where we were in church. We were hungover from our ten year reunion. It was our ten year high school reunion. I was in charge of planning it. Yes, which Are is the a press. Job. I was the press. Okay, uh-huh. we're with the queen. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize that being president, you have to plan all your unions oh, for yeah, all of eternity. Do. But anyways, I'm planning it and I'm like trying to get good attendance because we want the nuns to see the nuns. Yeah. that yeah. we showed up like our class did the best. Right. Catholic so ladies here the night before it's Saturday, there's an event and then Sunday morning, there's a mass mm-hmm. Saturday. We had a good show out. Yeah, we there, did. Like people came. We had like, like little out. dinner and then so we partied after. And it was fun. But then I was like, everyone, you have to get your shit together to come to mass. This is what matters. This is where the nuns are. This is where people are going to see us. I don't think anyone showed up besides Candace. Uh-uh. Good friend. Good friend. I was there. I was ready to everyone show the nuns hungover. who I was. So we went to the mass and we were so hungover. And oh, we were. Funny. The singer was so oh, bad. The singer was so bad. And she was off with the piano. And they both just kept going. <laughs> Yeah. Even th- and it went on forever. Like, it was so bad. It was so bad. And you know when like so- something bad is happening and like we're just sitting there, we're hungover, and we just caught the giggles like I've <sighs> never had them before. Yeah, I was sitting there. Vi- you know when you're like vibrating yeah. because you're laughing so hard, yes. but you are silently like. It was just. I actually haven't had that happen to me in a long time. How that about was y'all? like. I remember feeling like I hadn't had that in so yeah. long. It and feels good. It feels so it did good. Feel and we good. just had it. Mm-hmm. It did. I was scared we would never podcast again. It was going on <laughs> quite <that> some time. <laughs> we couldn't get started. No. We couldn't get it. We had false wow. starts. I was like, this I is feel, the rest of my life. You know what? I feel like starting this podcast is going to open up the door for lots of giggle sessions. Do you guys have any inappropriate laugh triggers? Like oh. things where you, where, that make you laugh that really shouldn't? Oh. I think just off the cuff things that people say make. I don't know. I was going to say a fart. Nothing. Yeah. In, nothing makes me laugh harder than a, a oh, like solicited if, fart in silence. Like one in of us silence. accidentally tooted while I talking. I think it's. I think it has to be in a public space. That's like it, funny. It has to be a silent public space. Okay. Like church, a tr- an accidental church fart. Well, it's anywhere that That's you classic. shouldn't be laughing makes you laugh harder. Yeah, yeah. Mine would so. be when people fall down. Yeah. It's so funny. It is funny. <laughs> Silent it's films so knew what they were doing with that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There's a reason they're all falling yeah. down. Yeah. They were very active in acting, so. But to get this episode going out of the giggle fest and back into business, 
on the last two episodes, we talked to Candace about her entrepreneurship and myself being a part-time gal. And today we're going to be focusing on Shannon and being a stay-at-home mom. And to start off, I just want to start by saying she probably has one of the hardest jobs out of all of us. I For sure. We all agree. It's it is tough, so hard. Tough, tough. So, Shannon, how did you decide that the stay-at-home mom was the route you wanted to take? Um, thank you so much for your questions. <laughs> I feel like Paparazzi. I'm getting back to the We're talking fest. to the president. We're talking to the psalm. Yeah, stay-at-home mom life. So it was a hard decision and then not a hard decision at the same time. I basically was in a career that felt like it was very much part of my identity mm-hmm. and really tied to who I was as a person and my value as a person. I think a lot of people deal with that. I've been in technology consulting and sales my whole career and the chapter of work before having TJ I was at a pretty big well-known software company and I felt really proud of you know you're at a dinner party and you say where you work and most people like know it yeah oh damn yeah Yeah. they're like oh great and just like that affirmation of people being like oh that's great yeah like that was so valuable important to me yeah oh for sure I enjoyed my work to an extent, but have realized that it was mostly about just getting affirmation from other people that Mm -hmm. I was doing a good job and making money. Right. And I mean, that's a whole other thing we can get into, like growing up and feeling like you, there was maybe a feeling of scarcity in your house Mm -hmm. and, you know, all of the stuff that comes with that. So I was just very much into my career. At the same time, though, very much feeling like it was taking a lot of out of me. Yeah. And I always wanted to be a mom. And that was always my number one goal. So when I got pregnant, it was immediately started like, what am I going to do? Because I knew that it would be really hard for me to give it all at home mm-hmm. and give it all at work. And kind of like what you were talking about in the last episode, Whitney, with mm-hmm. going part time. Just the culture at my office, I felt like if I went part-time, I was going to fall off the corporate ladder yeah, and not be able to get to where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Especially in sales. Yeah. Especially in sales. Yeah. For sure. And then the other thing was looking for other women in leadership at the company who I felt like I wanted to be like or have their lives was very difficult. Every woman that was... And man too, but you know, for men, it's kind of expected. But the Mm -hmm. women were outsourcing all of their child rearing and like domestic responsibilities Mm -hmm. to help, which is great if you don't want to be involved as much in your home life and you really want your whole focus to be on the career. Like, I don't know what their situation was with their partners, but I always wanted to be really involved with my um, children, especially when they were young. So, yeah. It was difficult because I had so much identity wrapped up in the career. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to lose that part of myself. But at the end of the day, I was like, I got to choose the baby and this like first year at home and just see how it goes. And it's been really good for me and I really enjoy it. So I'm I'm so happy I did take that leap. The bonding is invaluable. Yeah. And And I feel like you've talked towards this before that, I mean, 
they're only young once. Yeah. Those first you're five never years are so that. crucial. Yeah, you're, ne- you're never going to get that time back. So just like you said before, it was so much of your identity. And I think a lot of women kind of struggle with that of like, who am I without my job? Or who am I without my career? And what would you say has been the biggest thing that has helped you like almost create a new identity mm. or obviously you step into a huge ident- identity as a mom. You don't want that to be your whole identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that you've implemented like in your day to day or like in your life that have mm-hmm. kind of helped you balance things out a little bit? That is such an interesting question. And I feel like I'm maybe going to have a different answer than what you think it might be. Okay. But and I'm coming from somebody who was in a like hardcore corporate sales yeah. environment before. Mm-hmm. So that is the experience that I had before stepping away. There was an, a learning curve and an, a, an adjustment period where I was like, oh shit, like who am I? Yeah. But then as time has gone on, I feel like I'm more myself than I ever have been. Oh, wow. By I having, love to hear that. I kind of do too. Yeah. Like some of the bullshit was stripped away when you take away like all of these markers and all of these achievements I was trying to hit like daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly, like what am I (laughs) KPIs? Like I had all of these things I was running towards and feeling like once I grabbed it, then I would feel a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, earning milestones I wanted to hit like, chasing all these things and having just waiting to hear that I had done a good job. Yeah. Like good girl. Like Mm -hmm. you did a good job. Take that all away. And like, it hurts for a little while. And I'm just like, do I even exist? Yeah. But now that time has gone on, I just feel way more in touch with myself. What I actually like, Mm -hmm. what actually makes me happy. I feel way more at peace, way less existential dread obviously there's sometimes where I'm like will I ever like amount to anything like is being a mom enough and you know you work through those right. spirals you go mm-hmm. down but and it's not forever you can always go back to work at, at totally. any point but I think there is this level of I know I felt this when I was in the corporate world and I still feel it even now owning my own business like there is a point I would say like once a quarter (laughs) where I look around and I'm like, does any of this fucking matter? (laughs) Right. Okay. And I would, I, I never feel that way taking care of Alice. No. You know? Yeah. It's like going to the gym. Like going to the gym feels hard and like you don't want to do it sometimes, but you never regret it. Yeah. And I mean, jury's still out because he's only a year old, but I really don't think I'll ever look back and regret yeah. slowing things down for a little period of yeah. time. Like there's this account that I follow that I'm obsessed with called Motherhood Untitled, I think. Mother it's either Motherhood Untitled or Mother Title Untitled. And she just talks about how it's a downshift. It's a pause. It's not necessarily like, well, I quit. I quit life. I quit the corporate world. I quit keeping up with the news. I quit being an adult in general. I live in toddler land now. It's like, no, I'm just slowing things down right now because I'm prioritizing my family during this foundation building period. Yeah. And one of the things I admire most about you is your conscious effort to evolve and to make yourself better to whether that's like 
working out or reading and staying up with the news. And like, I I never feel ever like you're stuck in toddler land. No, thank you. Very conversational. Sometimes I do feel like I get stuck, but we all feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like you could sit at like the most prestigious dinner table and like keep up. That is so nice. That is. She was invited to that Harry Potter dinner with the teacher, who was Professor somewhat somebody. All the prestigious students got. Oh, from the book. Oh yeah. What? Yes. I was like Slughorn. Slughorn. That's what I was. Slughorn's dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. All the Harry Potter girls will get it. You know me. I'm a big magic girl. (laughs) Speaking of just being at home all the all the time and trying to balance, you know, new life, old life. What have you been doing that helps with the mental load of everything? Right. So I do have part-time help. Love it. I have yeah. a nanny that's part-time. I, she's amazing. She's amazing. It's probably about 18 hours, 18 to 20 hours a week that Which we is have perfect. a babysitter. Yeah. Which makes you a better mom. <laughs> yeah, for totally real. Totally makes you a better mom. But I think there's this trope it's like okay if if a woman's working full-time like she can have full-time help she can send her kid to daycare from seven to seven Mm -hmm. and everyone's like cool that's totally appropriate if you work part-time and you send your kid to daycare totally appropriate if you're a stay-at-home mom and you have (laughs) part-time care I feel like people are like why yeah you're you're a stay-at-home mom and it's like because my task list is 17 times what yours is yeah, That's like what I you know say. how fast people like stay at home moms get shit done because they have that window finally. It's like boom. Oh, I fl- like I ten to twelve during that nap. I'm like, let's go. I <laughs> could do superhero. so much. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But the babysitting does help, and I try to not feel bad about it. Like I don't feel never, bad about it anymore. Ever, ever. But in the beginning, I was very afraid of people thinking I was lazy and like, you know riding the coattails of my husband and it definitely is a privilege to be able to be home. But there is so much that stay at home moms do. Like now that I've been in it for a year, I'm like, oh, I work. Like I work. I have a job. So the nanny and then this is a hack that I recommend if you can find a gym in your area or a workout class where they have childcare. Like my bar studio will take the baby for during your class. So I go to a nine o'clock class. So that's pretty much like 8.30 to 10.30 is done. Yep. Mm -hmm. Driving to the class, getting to the class, working Mm -hmm. out. He's playing in the play area, taking him home. That's two hours of the day. And it gets out of the house. Yeah. Something new. Yeah. Totally. So what is your favorite part about being a stay-at-home mom? It is kind of what I was mentioning about feeling more in touch with myself. Like I do feel more myself than I ever have. And after getting over that initial scared period of pretty much just worrying about what people were thinking about me, Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day, that's what it was. Yeah, I was such a achievement oriented person and I cared so much about what my bosses thought and peers in my industry and, you know, Andrew's friends and their wives it's yeah like, why do I care so much yeah and you can't help it we're human <laughs> yeah I think after shedding that huge piece of identity with the job the corporate job and like landing on my feet and feeling oh, like almost better about myself like mm-hmm. having more confidence I was like 
this is amazing. Like it's that big kind of mental shift Mm -hmm. of feeling even more like empowered in my own life than when I was working in corporate America. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is is a big like thing. And then outside of that, I just love spending time with TJ. Like he's a terrorist sometimes for sure. And that's why the communication with Andrew is so key. Getting breaks when you need them. Mm -hmm. If you can afford to have a babysitter or you have a friend who wants to do a swap with you in the neighborhood, you can have a family member, but you do have to have time by by yourself to recharge. I want to touch back on your relationship with Andrew quickly because I do feel like if you're going to be a stay-at-home mom, there is the dynamic between you and your partner needs to be amazing. (laughs) And the communication has to be open and there has to be mutual respect and they have to know um, everything that you're doing to keep your household running and to keep your child alive and to also keep you sane. Mm -hmm. So talk about that a little bit and like what you and Andrew do to, you know, keep that door open and to you know, make sure everyone's happy. Mm -hmm. It's a really good point. I think there's again, like that negative kind of old fashioned trope that a stay at home mom is basically like subservient to her husband Mm -hmm, and just like services the household and doesn't care about herself and like puts herself last, loses touch with herself is basically putting herself in a dangerous position and I just feel like that's so outdated Yeah. Um, because Andrew and I respect each other so much. Yeah. And again, he knows that this is like a period in my life where I'm slowing things down to bring this type of value to our family, yeah. but that in the future, like I can do anything I want. Oh, for sure. yeah. I could go back to work. Probably won't, to be honest. Not full-time corporate. I don't yeah. think that that's in my future. Well, it's okay because but... you're a podcaster now. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> there are so many ways that women or dads who decide that they're going to be the primary caretaker for a while can bring value and mm-hmm. make money. And the like, content creation is so big now. Like People make fun of influencers. Like I don't think I could really ever be one, but... It's a lot of work. You can, it is a job. Yeah. It's yes. a legitimate job that you can For do sure. by yourself. I mean, I started an online business and make money online. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like anyone can do it. There's so yeah. many routes. You don't always have to go to the corporate route. Right. You can become like an integral part of your community by like volunteering yeah. and like taking action on totally. a community issue. Like there's so many ways to bring value. And Andrew knows that I'm, capable person. So Mm -hmm. I think he just feels grateful that I made the decision to stay home for a little while and take the pause. I'm sure that's something that he finds attractive in you is that knowing that his children are growing up with their mother raising them at home. Oh, I think so. Yeah, for sure. But even when you say that, I feel like there's a part of me that's like, that sounds so old fashioned. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And and then I get embarrassed. Do you oh, know what no, I mean? No, I didn't mean it like Oh, that. I know. Yeah. Because it's true. Like, he does. I would like, if I thought of, you know, there's just no one better than like, I guess to me, like me or Chris watching my son. Right. So it's like knowing that Chris is watching him today, say I'm like, that's the best feeling to me. Yeah. Just knowing that 
I'm like it's just a security thing that yeah. he's with you all the time is totally so nice yeah to know and have I think what are where I was going is just where my insecurities and I think a lot of stay-at-home moms insecurities are bred from is thinking that your husband's like in charge of you somehow when Not anymore. yeah it's really like it's a household it's teamwork yeah and I feel yeah. like all dads today or they get a lot of the work too. Like not like the olden days. Like when I think back on my parents, it's just not like that anymore. And they get it. They know how hard it is. And they probably realize like, wow, yeah, she's staying home all day. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I do think though there is this kind of like you said, like you're like, I'm resisting that statement because we live in, in a world that is so like pro- women and feminists and I love that also mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it does leave you with this like underlying guilt for you specifically right like that you shouldn't have exactly like- I do feel like one of my goals with this podcast and like in my life in general now is to like bring some dignity back to the stay-at-home mom like for sure job title mm-hmm it doesn't have to be sad. It doesn't have to be like this negative thing that I feel like society has put around it. There's like no respect. There's no dignity in it. Mm -hmm. And I have met some other women who are taking pauses in their amazing careers that they had because they just don't feel like whatever they were doing before was serving them the best way. And having a child is a disruption in your life. It is an opportunity to make changes. And taking a pause in your career opens up opportunities to think about what you really want to do while you spend time with your children in their youngest phases. So I would encourage anybody who like really feels like they have a calling and they want to be home. If you can sort it out with your partner and it makes sense for your family, give it a try. I love this time at home. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for it. I feel like, like I said, it's made me feel more like myself. I feel so much more clear on when I what I want out of my life. And I don't feel like I'm just going to be home for forever. Like I yeah. know there's a second chapter coming. Give it a try. It's not permanent. You can always change your mind. I love it. You're incredible. We respect you. We love you. Yes. And what you're doing is amazing so thank you guys yes. i respect and think you guys are amazing <laughs> too res- like there's no right way to do it and that's no. why we wanted to do these three episodes to right. show like it's just we're all doing different things different ways it all works it's, yeah and it's yeah. fun there's one million different ways to do motherhood and to do your life with this new little being and it's they're all valid and correct so yeah and don't be embarrassed if you want to be a stay-at-home mom for a while. I think about it often. <laughs> yeah, Join <really>. us. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not on the cards for us right now. Here's the other thing I'll say real quick. Maternity leave in America is usually three months if you have any. I will say my company had a very generous maternity leave policy of six months. Mm-hmm. But even at that point, like your baby is still so little. Oh, yeah. It's okay if that feels weird to you and you don't want to go back to work so at that hard. point. I would say around 10 months, 11 months, I finally was feeling like yeah. I want to work again. Like I want to yeah, do something. That's, I didn't. I went back to work after eight weeks and um. It was not long enough. I would never do that again. I I have said now I would never, ever do anything less than 
really I did 14 weeks yeah I want to do 16 yeah that's what that's what feels more comfortable but even then I don't think I'd be fully ready I really didn't feel like myself from a work perspective until nine or ten months yeah mm-hmm. postpartum yeah. So hard. <laughs> yeah yeah I would say about that period is when I was thinking I want to take something on. I don't yeah. want to go full time, but you know, I talked to Andrew about helping him out with his business. We talked mm-hmm. about doing this and yeah, I'm starting to feel like that creative kind Itch. of work juice mm-hmm. happening again, but he's still my first priority and that's how I want to organize my life right For now. For sure. Yeah. Well, All right. Where's that little nugget? I'm going to go give him a kiss. Yay. Yeah. Let's go give him a kiss. <laughs> a little snug. All right. All right. Love you guys. Love you. Guys. Love you. Thank you so much for being a part of our mom group chat. New episodes drop every Tuesday. And don't forget, the group chat is blowing up on our Instagram page. So make sure you're following along over there. All right, got to go. My toddler just put something in her mouth. 